Timothy Putnam, and I'll be your host for the next hour. Each week we gather right here to explore the foundations of our faith, to look at the implications of our faith on our daily lives, so that together you and I can prepare to live outside the walls. You can already tell it's going to be a different show today. We're already, we're just like, what, a minute in, a minute and a half in, and you already know, hey, something is different today. Uh, that's right. Today, uh, we are going to have an, an interview with a, one of my favorite musicians, one of my favorite songwriters, uh, because we're talking about the power of a story, right? Here we are in this Easter season uh, approaching Pentecost. And, and on Pentecost, we really see the power of the story because the apostles, they go out filled with the Holy Spirit and they share their experience, right? They tell their story. They are witnesses, not of some great theological treatise, but of the power of the story that's manifested in their lives, right? So here we are, we're talking about the power of a story. And last week we did it uh, with strange fiction. This week we're doing it uh, talking about the power of the story in music. Now we did the longer little portion of the bumper music today uh, to give you a sense of who it is we're talking to. Uh, That is Jill Phillips, uh, but Jill Phillips is married to Andy Gullihorn. Andy Gullihorn is going to be our, our guest today. Uh, and they have graciously, from the very beginning of the show, they've provided us with our bumper music. Uh, and Andy's one of those guys that, you know, you, you've got his music and you enjoy the music. And if you have a guest come over and they're staying a little bit longer than normal because you're getting along well and you've run out of uh, topics. And so uh, for me because of my, my background, it inevitably is going to work its way to music. And you don't just say, oh, I really love this mainstream band and everyone agrees. No, you go to that thing of, hey, have you ever heard of X, right? And you start trading music that uh, this is what I do at my parties, right? Maybe, and my, maybe you're not like this, but if I've got someone over and we've had a, just a great dinner party and nobody wants to go home, this is what we do. We open up YouTube, we pull out our iTunes and we go through and say, have you heard of Andy Gullhorn? No, no. Let me hear a song. And then you go back and forth, introducing one another to some of your favorite music, obscure music. And so Andy is one that's always on my list uh, because he has such a way with words. One, He's got a very dry sense of humor. We're going to get to that a little bit later with uh, some of his use of humor in in song. Um, and so he's got some stuff that's just uproariously funny. Uh, but also, uh, he's not afraid of the human condition. He doesn't just tell a story uh, that'll make everybody go, oh, isn't that sweet? I identify with that. No, he tells the story that you're like, wow, that was really dark. And I identify with that. <laughs> Right. The bumper music is uh, from a song. Nobody's got it all together. It's the title track of an album by that same name by Jill. Of course, uh, Jill and Andy co-write a lot of their stuff. And uh, Andy was playing the guitar on that. You'll hear more of his stuff later in the show, because this show is going to be different than my other show. As we're talking about the power of a story with music, obviously, we're going to have to play some music. Uh, so we're going to have some conversations after this section. We're going to talk with Andy Gullihorn, studio musician, storyteller extraordinaire, and we'll play uh, 
play a song for each segment as we get to know a little bit about him and his, uh, his use of storytelling uh, to bring about a difference. So uh, before we get there, because there's uh, obviously a lot to get done today, uh, we're going to take most of our time with Andy. Let's spend some time just talking about this idea of telling a story. You know, that, that bumper music, nobody's got it all together. The, the, the chorus is, don't whitewash yourself. Don't whitewash the truth about yourself. Nobody's got it all together. Uh, if you want to be like anybody, everybody else, well, nobody's got it all together, right? We have to realize that we can't just always be, be, be putting our best foot forward, right? The, the, we, the, this picture that we create uh, inevitably keeps other people away because you and I both know our Facebook personas are, are not the truth, right? If, uh, if, uh, if people came over and looked at my house with, I've got six kids, I have six kids. Uh, I'm not going to take pictures of their room <laughs> because it's a mess because there's six of them. You just learn to live with that level of chaos and uh, do your best to keep everything um, decontaminated. And so we, we have to realize that all of these pictures that we see, I think it's, it's even worse now with social media the way that it is uh, than it used to be. Uh, because it used to be we actually had to clean that front room right? That front room, when people would come over, you used to keep everyone in the front room so that they don't see the rest of the house. Now you don't even have to do that, right? We just do it all on Facebook and you just angle the picture just right so that they don't see that, that there's laundry on the couch because it hasn't been put away yet. But you know what? It's clean. Yay. Laundry. Uh, and remember, I have six kids, so you can imagine that level of laundry. And so th one of the things that I love about Andy in his songwriting, Andy and his wife both, uh, is that they don't shy away from the messiness of life. Uh, as often we do, we do tend to shy away from the messiness of life. We put that best foot forward and we never let anyone in. And, and that does a detriment to our soul. It does a detriment to this whole sense of, of belonging and of community and of the idea that it doesn't matter that my house is a wreck it's more important that I can be in community with you and to have those people. And I've got a couple, there aren't just a ton, but to have those people that you invite over and say, Hey, come and be with us tonight. Uh, and don't look at the floor. Right. And, and I encourage you to find people like that. I encourage you to create that sense of community because otherwise we isolate ourselves, uh, thinking that everyone else has it together and it's just us who need to be quarantined and, and put away. But nobody, nobody at all has it all together. Maybe you've got that friend who, gosh darn it, their house is pristine every time you go over. Well, there's something. There's something in their lives that, that they're looking at other people going, oh man, I just wish I had it together like them, right? Rather than being content with where we are. So here's the thing. The power of a story is not necessarily, it's not the power of a made up story. Last week we talked about the power of fiction to, to affect us in our real lives, but it really is. What's your story. Uh, the whole thing that, that started this off was back there at revelation 12, 11, where it says the saints who are around the throne of God, it talks about them uh, in their battle with the devil. And it says they overcame by the blood of the lamb and the word of their testimony. 
It's their story that brought power. It's your story that will bring power to you in your life. It's your story that will help you uh, to overcome temptation. I know that that seems weird because all you think of when you think of temptation is all the times that I fell into it. But your story is going to help you overcome. And, and to some extent, it's the verbalization of that. Maybe we'll get to it today, but Andy's got a couple of songs that talk about the power of a secret and that a secret loses its power at the very moment that we verbalize that it's there, right? As soon as we speak out and tell the truth, discerning, right? You don't just announce it to the whole world, but you discern uh, who is close enough that you can tell that story to, tell that secret to, uh, and find freedom from it. You know, the, uh, there's a line in, in one of his songs, um, he knows carrying secrets to the graves is impossible to do. The secrets carry you. Uh, and, and there is that sense that uh, we get trapped by our own story because we don't want to tell people what that is. Uh, and, and so it's in the verbalization of our secrets that we find freedom. It's in the verbalization of our stories that we overcome. And so before you run off and you know, put it up on, on Facebook, all of your deep, dark secrets, there is a sense of discerning the appropriate place and the appropriate time and the appropriate person to share that with. So you don't just throw your pearls before swine, not calling people swine, but you get the idea. It's a, it's out of the Psalms, but we do, we do trust ourselves to someone else. We open up, we find a place of belonging and a place of community and we overcome. We don't have a lot of time today to get into the, the scriptures that we normally do or, or church history, but today's psalm uh, is from Psalm 100, and it says, Sing joyfully to the Lord, all you lands. Serve the Lord with gladness. Come before him with joyful singing. Know that the Lord is God. He made us, and his we are, his people and the flock he tends. The Lord is good. His kindness endures forever and his faithfulness to all generations. And so we're going to explore a little bit. I mean, you know, I think a lot of times we think, oh yeah, we've got the readings and then, and then there's the Psalms, right? But the Psalms give us some really strong encouragement. And so we're going to focus in on the Psalm today. We're going to focus in on what, what that means to sing joyfully to the Lord, right? In the midst of these difficult days of, of, of life, right? Where we recognize that we are still in the midst of pain. We're still in the midst of sorrow and suffering uh, we still have to deal with a fallen world. And yet, and yet, God is ever faithful. Join the conversation over at facebook.com slash step outside the walls. On Twitter, the handle is at outside the walls. And give me a call over at 252 OTW Show. Tell me about a piece of music that has profoundly impacted your life. That's 252 OTW Show. Look forward to hearing from you. When you come back, we're going to be talking with Andy Gullahorn about the power of a story in the context of music. Don't go anywhere. We'll be right back. Welcome back to Outside the Walls. I'm your host, Timothy Putnam. Thanks for sticking through the break. Well, we got a great show today. We're talking with Andy Gullahorn. Uh, 
he is a storyteller and just happens to do that with uh, with music. He's a great guitarist, studio musician, uh, married to an artist, so that's got to be a, a fun household. Uh, just knowing the artist's personality, right? Uh, and uh, you are just a fabulous storyteller, whether it be a humorous story or something that really is aimed at at converting and changing parts of our lives to be uh, a little bit more trusting, perhaps a little bit more uh, open to other people. So Andy, thanks for being on the show today. Oh, thanks for having me. I'm happy to be here. Of course, uh, all of you are familiar with with some of Andy's music, whether you know it or not. He and his wife, Jill Phillips, uh, have provided our bumper music that you've been listening to for the last year and a half. Uh, Great stuff. And so, uh, Andy, uh, we're in the middle during this uh, this season of Easter talking about the power of a story. A couple of weeks ago, uh, I woke up and just as I was waking up, I was hearing uh, the verse out of Revelation kind of playing in my head. They overcame by the blood of the lamb and the word of their testimony. And just thinking about how powerful our stories are, even to uh, to help us overcome our own difficulties and to help other people overcome difficulties. And that's something that you've really done uh, just through your own struggles. You have written such powerful stuff to help people come out of darkness. So talk to us a little bit about um, your process of giving hope through stories. I think it starts by the fact that I always knew that I kind of resonated with or gravitated towards art that I encountered that was honest, vulnerable, and and I, I was literally in a number of ways just changed by it. And so it kind of made me want to, whenever it is that I grow up, I hope that that I can do the same thing. Um, So really the the telling the stories for me is just trying to be open and honest and vulnerable about my my own experience. And and primarily, I kind of look at songwriting as as cheap counseling. It's a a way to change myself, honestly. Like I I feel like it's, uh, I've seen the way that music or art works in other people and i believe that um you know, if you show up expecting the holy spirit to show up and do something then that will happen and uh, so i totally enter into songwriting as i just bring whatever it is that i am and trust that in that creative process it's going to uh, turn into something that's going to help change me and if it changes other people too that's well, that's just an added bonus. You know, I, I'm thinking specifically, there are a couple of, of songs out there uh, that y- you listen to and you're you're going along with the story that you set up. Uh, I'm thinking specifically of, of the story of the toe, right? The, uh, right. the roast beef. And you're going through this whole this whole story about how one of your, your friends and, and colleagues lost a toe in a, in a lawnmower accident. And you're telling this uproariously funny story. And at the end you're like, Oh, and by the way, here's a serious point to take from this. Uh, (laughs) was, was, is that an intentional thing that you go in saying, Hey, I want to make a point about this tour. Does that just kind of flow out of, Oh yeah. And while I'm thinking about this, here's a, here's a point worth mentioning. It definitely wasn't, uh, I wasn't starting that song thinking I was going to try to have some big moral to the story. And it just, it, it actually kind of surprised me at the end. Uh, my goal was just to kind of tell the story of, of my friend's toe that got cut off. 
and uh, you know, to uh, I say to honor it, but it's also you know, like the <laughs> trying trying to be funny. But if it, if it, that song in particular, if people listen to it, they don't know the story. There's really nothing funny about it. It's only funny in the context of the story. Um, but the uh, the kind of turn at the end where it, it seems like the song has a serious point, mm-hmm. um, like that surprised me. But but it surprised me in a way that you know by the time I got there, I was like, oh, I can say this. This is kind of what the story, you know. Here's kind of a moral of the story that this kind of like coming out at me, uh, but I think that's just kind of the way that it works. Like uh, that's what I love about telling stories is that you don't have to. And me telling my own story, it's not like I have to know where it's going or the point of it is. It's, the point of it is just to like tell a story. And sometimes in the process of that, it's like, oh, when I tell my story, I learn something about myself and and things are revealed. And I'm not saying that you know. That there's anything particularly holy about that that song about a severed toe, but <laughs> but it is uh, you know the the process of writing that that song is the same way, just in the process of entering into conversations with people about my own story. It's kind of like I I'm not gonna frame it in a way where I know what the moral of the story is. Is I'm just sharing what's honest and true about my life, and in doing that, sometimes I can look back after I share and be like, oh, I can kind of see where where God was leading me through that, you know. We're talking to Andy Gullihorn, musician and storyteller. And Andy, you write a lot of humorous songs. Do you approach it saying, hey, I'm looking right now to write a, a funny song, or does it just kind of happen? No, I've always appreciated humor. I, I always enjoyed a good comedian and uh, and not even necessarily jokes, but like people who could find humorous things in everyday life, you know? Right. And sometimes there are definitely sometimes where I'm like, Oh man, it's been a couple of years. I need to have a song that'll make people laugh. Because <laughs> making people laugh in the context of a show. It can be really, really helpful. Mm-hmm. And so sometimes I'll feel pressure to do it, but I, I don't want that pressure to take me away. Like I'll, I'll think about ideas like, Oh, I need to, this could be funny. And I'll, I'll try to tackle it that way. But usually the, the funny songs, it kind of take me by surprise. It's, it, it, it's not, it came too intentional or else it just ended up not being funny. Yeah. Now you have in some of your songs, uh, written treatises against the normal music business of telling stories, right? The specific way, the formula, and a lot of your songs break that formula and yet still tell a compelling story. Um, talk a little bit about telling an authentic and original story as opposed to, Hey, let me fit within this formula there's a really thin line between those two things uh, mm-hmm. sometimes uh, because when it comes to formula and writing, I grew up listening to country music and I, I love the formula. And I actually think that the formula of songwriting, you know, like song structure, like all of it is really important for telling stories. Um, but it can also be used to like just manufacture stories. So, so to me, it's, it's uh knowing the formula and kind of rules of even manufacturing a story is, is helpful, but it's also important to know the rules so that you know when it's good to break them. Mm-hmm. When breaking the rules is more true to the story than keeping to them, mm-hmm. which I know that's kind of ambiguous. Well, let's take a listen to one of those stories right now. We're going to listen to I Haven't Either off of the album The Law of Gravity by today's guest, Andy Gullivar. 
Have you ever been so selfish that you let your baby cry while you finished up a video game? I haven't either. That's pretty bad. But have you ever stretched the truth, telling stories to your friends so they'd be a little bit more amazed? I haven't either. I'd never do that. But there are some people out there. What they show in the daylight is not exactly what's inside. It's a form of protection from being rejected. But you and I can be so glad we are not like. yourself a thousand times just to break it over and over again I haven't either only people with problems do that kind of thing but have you been so full of doubt that you just can't pray to God cause you wonder if he even exists I haven't either Get a weight off of your chest But can't follow through Because you are ashamed Well I've heard that you can tell The ones who truly open up Cause their lives are marked With freedom and with peace And I don't have either No I haven't talking with Andy Gullihorn about the power of a story here on Outside the Walls. We'll be right back right after this. Welcome back to Outside the Walls. I'm your host, Timothy Putnam. Thanks for sticking around. We're talking today with Andy Gullihorn. Uh, 
Nashville musician, studio musician, uh, and storyteller, talking about the power of a story uh, and how that impacts our lives. Now, Andy, uh, we we talked some in the last break about your your process and your uh, the, the importance of a story to you. Let's take a little bit of a turn now. The, um, I want to talk some about your last two albums specifically. Uh, you've really brought out some much stronger issues of the dignity of the human person. Uh, there's a song you've got called God loves that guy. Uh, I think it's called that guy. Uh, and you're going through people that the world has dismissed and then finally ending with yourself. Uh, you, you talk on this, uh, very last album, you're not bad enough, right? That there's nothing that you can do to separate you from the love of God. And you go through a number of scenarios again and it seems like there have been more and more songs that really point to, hey, hold on a minute, you you can't write anyone off. Uh, talk to me about what's maybe behind that a little bit, specifically to bring it to the forefront of your songwriting, and uh, and what you've seen it accomplish as people have begun to appropriate those songs, if you've heard any stories of how that's impacted them. Hmm. Well, that's really interesting. I, I, I think that... One, if I was going to summarize one of the goals of me writing songs, uh, it is to make people feel like they're not alone, uh, and to uh, exercise and trying an empathy, of trying to put myself in other people's shoes. I think it's the songs themselves. If I can like pretend to want to do that in songs, then it, it helps me uh, to have compassion for other people. That doesn't have to be everybody's goal for writing songs, but it's it's a helpful one uh, for me. And you know, I was just hearing somebody talk last night about reconciliation and the doctrine of the Trinity, mm-hmm. right? Which is not something that I think about a lot. I'm not, I'm not a theologically minded uh, individual. Um, mm-hmm. You know, with reconciliation, it's kind of like coming to someone, coming to someone, the other, someone who's different from you mm-hmm. and uh, being vulnerable. And, and the way this guy described it is like kind of having uh, being permeable. That part of reconciliation is not just uh, how you feel and hearing how somebody else feels, but, but bringing yourself to somebody and being changed by them. Mm-hmm. Like maybe, you know, being permeable, that you're kind of like in the way that the Trinity, which I, I can't, I, I will not pretend to, to <laughs> fully understand the doctrine of the Trinity, but, but where they're separate, it's a, it is a great mystery. But for me, I find that, um, you know, whenever I encounter somebody that I don't understand or that is frustrating to me, um, or that just sees the world differently than I do, I am drawn to understand them by trying to put myself in their shoes and to try to like, even if it's somebody that I disagree with, it's not so much. I want them to change their perspective. I want to understand their perspective and maybe what ends up changing is my perspective. And um, so I, I try to put myself in their shoes. And it, what always happens in that process for me in a song, if, I, if I'm trying to find compassion for these other people by, by trying to see the world through their eyes, it, it always, whether I want it to or not, it always comes back to me. Because ultimately, it's like the ways that I don't understand myself or the ways that I don't want to forgive myself or the ways that, that I judge myself. Mm-hmm. Um, it's kind of like if, if I can treat others the way that I want to be treated, you know, I, I, I want to kind of look compassionately on them 
And I think that helps me. It changes me by being able to look compassionately at myself. And, you know, I find that theme through my songs. And it's not, I wouldn't say that it's like intentional. It's just something that, uh, it's kind of a process, the way it works itself out. Yeah. So what's an example of one of your songs where that's happened, where you've tried to put yourself in someone else's shoes and, and the process of writing that song has helped you understand a little bit more about yourself? Oh, yeah. Okay. Uh, well, man, there, are, there are a bunch, but one that I'll say, there's a song, I think, on my last record called uh, Favor is a Foreign Tongue. Mm-hmm. And it was this, I, I wrote it for this woman who had been in our house a couple of times. And she was a drug addict, but, but it, I didn't know that she was using it at the time. And we found out that she stole a bunch of stuff from our house and stole stuff from our other friend's house, all this kind of stuff. And it was, it was somebody that we were trying to like help out by helping work and give jobs. And she was on hard times, all this kind of stuff. Mm-hmm. So to find out that you were kind of like helping somebody and then they just steal from you. Like it's not just, we don't really have valuable things to steal here. So it wasn't that big of a deal, but they did take all the money out of each of the kids you know, piggy banks and stuff that they've been saving since they were kids, you know? Mm-hmm. And, and so there's a violation there. Um, and as I started writing a song just to try to process how I felt about it, um, what came out in the song was just like, Oh, well, here's somebody who like for me, when I grew up, I had what I wanted and needed, you know, my parents provided, but what would it, what would it be like to grow up in a home where, you never knew if you'd have what you needed, right. you know, what would, it, what would it be like to grow up in a home where, uh, you don't know where that next $20 bill is going to come from. Mm-hmm. You know, if I grew up that way, maybe I would want to snatch it off the table as well. So like just trying to enter into that, it about like being like, Oh, I'm so sorry for whatever it was that the, the way that you grew up and the way that your life is, it makes you feel like no good things will ever happen to you. Cause mm-hmm. I grew up feeling like there's always, uh, a chance of good things happening right around the corner. Right. And it's possible that she just never had that, you know. Yeah. Our guest today on Outside the Walls is Andy Gullihorn, studio musician, singer, but most of all, a storyteller. Here's the story he was just referring to. It's called Favor is a Foreign Tongue, available on his album Beyond the Frame at andygullihorn.com. You can't help the world you were born into. That you didn't even know was there You were taught not to dream Cause there's no chance of it coming true And to look with suspicion On anyone who seems to care You don't know what to do With a good thing Put the money in your pocket and run You don't know what to do with a good thing Favor is a foreign tongue You've got friends trying to help reaching out to you But it's not adding up with a little you Cause you got nothing left to lose So you burn every bridge till they can 
true. Who knows what it was? Maybe drugs had the final say. When you took any trust and pawned it like a wedding ring. Oh, but there's so much more that I wish you would steal away. Like the mercy and peace and forgiveness you can have for free. But you don't know. Is a foreign tongue by Andy Gullihorn off the album Beyond the Frame. Uh, we're talking with Andy today about the power of a story. Uh, of course, he is a songwriter, but not just a songwriter, because there's lots of people out there writing songs. He is a storyteller, uh, first and foremost, using those stories to bring about uh, change in us, in the listener, uh, and as he just mentioned, also in himself, to help him see uh, perhaps a different perspective than he than he would start out with. And so when we come back from this next break, we're going to talk with him just a little bit longer. I know that today's format is a little different than we've done in the past, but uh, we're talking music and uh, you, you got me started. That's, that's a tricky thing. I'd like you to join this conversation. Jump on over to facebook.com slash step outside the walls on Twitter. The handles at outside the walls. Tell me about a story that has changed your life and your perspective. Uh, again, we're going to continue this conversation into our third segment over with Andy Gullihorn. You can find out more information about him at andygullihorn.com. You can find all his music on iTunes or at his website. We'll be right back after this. Welcome back to Outside the Walls. I'm your host, Timothy Putnam. Thanks for sticking around through the break. Uh, we're talking today about the power of a story. No, no, no. This isn't a rerun. You heard it correctly. Uh, we, we're doing this the whole season of Easter uh, as much as we can, finding different ways that stories impact our lives. Uh, so we've gone through, uh, at the very beginning, uh, we've gone through just the generic power of a story. I had an episode with you and me together. Uh, last week, we talked with Jonathan Ryan, who is a uh, he's an author uh, of strange, weird fiction. And today we're talking with Andy Gullihorn. Uh, he is a musician and a storyteller above all. Uh, and so we're talking with him about the power of a story uh, when it's couched in music, right? When it's wrapped around in music and, and really the power that that has to embed itself in our minds, right? Uh, so we, in some ways, we are able to think more deeply or more often about a story that comes to us in a song simply because 
it's in a song, right? You, you listen to the radio, you hear a commercial, and uh, you remember the phone number on that commercial or the website on that commercial because they sing it to you. Uh, and there's a science to that. Uh, basically, they're trying to put uh, a little earworm in your ear that you can never get rid of. Uh, and actually, recently, my kids and I, we were watching um, uh, Inside Out the, the, on the Pixar movie. And they've got the triple dent gum commercial, right? And if you've watched the movie, now that song is stuck in your head. Uh, but we're talking about how these, these hooks uh, can really... Uh, influence us through that power of a story. So Andy, just before the break, we were talking about uh, a time that you tried to get into someone else's shoes uh, to tell that story. And, and, and a specific example, we listened to your song favor is a foreign tongue. The other story that the other song that I'd love to know the story personally know the story behind is um, how precious life is. Uh, Is that something from your own experience or something uh, that just you you are empathizing with in general or a specific person yeah no it's a it was for written for some specific friends and it was um you know, they, they uh lost uh a child very late in pregnancy it was, it was really scary health wise for the mother as well mm-hmm. and it, but it wasn't just that it was it was i was sitting at an event for preschool and uh this these friends were there for their uh, other daughter where they almost lost the baby and but but there was a good turnout like people prayed for them and people through that season and the baby is fine now you know mm-hmm. so i heard that story being told in front of this this other couple where they went through the same thing the same prayers the same god the same community and they lost their baby mm-hmm. and i just remember thinking how heartbreaking that would be and i could i, I can't even guess how heartbreaking it would be but i wanted it to uh, write them a song to say, you know, not not say like, oh, here's the the point. At least you got this lesson out of it. But just to say, right, I, I'm sorry, and I and I I know this is painful, and I don't even know all the ways that it's painful, but but I I want to share in as much pain as I can. So that's a, that's a common theme for your writings is this desire for connection and for empathy and to share in the sufferings of others. Uh, is that uh, how did you come to that place? That's a difficult place to to come to. You know, I wish I could say that I came to it because I I had some theological studies that showed me that this is the best way to live. Um, I think it is just out of living through pain in my own life and having people walk. But that's a that's a good training ground for that kind of thing. Feeling suffering in my own life and failure in my own life and having people love me through it. Mm-hmm. Uh, and I, I know firsthand how powerful that is. Um, but it's also like, aside from that, I feel like someone who believes in God and is trying to live like Jesus, like there's a lot that I don't understand about what all that means, but it's really clear to me that that's, really central to the way that Jesus walked around on, the, on this earth. So what I can understand is that, that he wasn't afraid to look anybody in the eye. Mm-hmm. You know, he wasn't, wasn't afraid of, of anybody's past or history or their future. And uh, he wasn't afraid that whatever somebody else was going to was going to affect him in a, in a negative way. It's kind of like what he had to bring to them was more powerful than whatever it was they were going through. And, uh, so, and just trying to, I just think 
trying to live empathetically and, and to see yourself in other people. It's just uh, not just a, a, a good Christian way to live, but I think it's a good Christian way to live because it is a way of great peace and community and uh, joy in this, in this world, I think. Yeah. Okay, last question, uh, and this is the doozy. Uh, what's the favorite song you've ever written and why? Oh gosh! Yeah, see, I'm putting you on the spot. Uh-huh. Uh huh. That that uh, probably impossible to really answer. Uh, I'll, but I'll say, you know, recently, I really don't have a favorite song. There are a lot of songs that that I I love for different reasons and are useful in different contexts. Mm-hmm. Um, and but I would say a song off my last record, which is called Grand Canyon. Uh, has been really helpful to me in a number of ways uh, in, in just over and over again. It's been, it has been helpful to me. Uh, and that song just kind of surprised me. Mm-hmm. Um, and it, it has been something that, that I've been able to apply to a number of things in my life. So that might be as close of an answer as I could give you, but okay. it's, you know, I can't say it's my favorite song. I said telling you which kid is my favorite, which is, which would mean I was a horrible parent. But it's the middle one. So, yeah. <laughs> well, we've been talking with Andy Gullihorn. His latest album, Fault Lines, is available uh, by going to andygullihorn.com and clicking on the shop link or available on iTunes. You can catch his whole catalog there. Uh, he's talked a little bit about his last album, uh, Beyond the Frame, as well as this one, Fault Lines. Make sure to pick it up. It's worth your time. Andy, thanks for being with us today. Thank you so much, Andy. Let's take a listen to that song, uh, The Grand Canyon. This is from Beyond the Frame by Andy Gellerhorn. There are endless tears And suffering we can't explain There are dark gray clouds That never seem to drift away There's despair in the morning That will tie us to the bed But the story isn't over yet Nothing's like it was And our dreams retell the sadness So we cannot forget But the story isn't over yet I took a picture of the Grand Canyon So I could remember that day
sleep There's too much weight on my mind And there's a bird out there Still singing in the dead of night Like it knows there's a season When the sun's gonna set But the story isn't over yet The story isn't over That's Grand Canyon from Andy Gullihorn off the album Beyond the Frame, available on iTunes, as well as his brand new album, Fault Lines. It's one you're not going to want to miss. Andy is one of my favorite artists. Uh, Glad to be able to share him with you today, and I hope that you take advantage going and finding his albums. As always, I want you to join my conversation over at facebook.com slash step outside the walls. On Twitter, the handle is at outside the walls. Let me know a song that's made a profound difference in your life. Outside the Walls is a co-production of Breadbox Media and St. Michael Radio, heard around the world on live streaming, terrestrial radio, and podcast. Until next week, may the Lord bless you and keep you. May the Lord make his face to shine upon you and be gracious unto you. May the Lord lift up his countenance upon you and give you peace. Peace.